0: What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Football. This is your host, Reed Gilson. Appreciate everybody tuning in. That was a fun week nine of games. A lot of big wins. There's very, some very surprising playmakers out there. Just big changes, especially when it comes to the coaches. Uh, we'll get into that. This week is Coaches Corner, so we're going to talk about some of the coaches that are in the hot seat some coaching prospects that's coming up in the league. So a lot of big changes coming up. I know it's the middle of the season, a lot of football left to play. But let's get into it. Week nine games. Here we go. Start now. I got four games I want to talk about, and the rest I'll just go over the scores real quick. But four big games I want to talk about. First, you know I always got to talk about my Chicago Bears. They're going to be talked about about every week, so get used to it. (laughs) But Bears lost another game. Uh, it just was a very ugly game. I was not a big fan of it. We didn't lose by a whole lot, but it just was a very – just. it was a bad game. Saints beat the Bears 24-17. to Derek Carr had a great day, 211 yards, two touchdowns. Taysom Hill led the team in carries, which was really weird. But, hey, he's like their utility man. He'll do whatever they need. He had 11 carries. Chris Olave and Juwan Johnson both with one touchdown each. Really just paved the way for the Saints offense, take this win. Tyson Badgett for the Bears. He did not... If it wasn't for his interceptions, he would have had a great day. Because he had 220 yards passing, two touchdowns. But the three interceptions really just screwed it up for him completely. Tyson Badgett with three INTs. It's enough to where we're ready for Justin Fields to come back. Tyson Badgett's a solid backup quarterback. He'll put in some good time. If Fields is hurt again, I'm more than happy with putting Badgett back in. But you could just tell Fields is a superior quarterback. We need him back. The offense needs him. Just a lot more talent. No offense to Badgett, but he's just one of the better backup QBs in the league. I'll take it at that. But Dante Foreman had an okay day, 83 yards. Didn't have a touchdown, though, but 83 yards rushing. Cole Komet, he is showing he's one of the top tight ends in the league. Two touchdowns. He had a great day. Cole Komet, he's finally blossoming into this tight end we've been needing for a very, very long time. So, hey, he's here. Let's build around that. I mean, great piece right there in the offense. Just need to continue building. Next game on talk about Vikings over Falcons. Vikings without Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson coming back and just winning it, baby. They picked up Josh Dobbs just four days before the game from the Arizona Cardinals. Dobbs barely knew the playbook, barely knew any of his teammates, but passed for 158 yards, two touchdowns, and got the win. I mean, being on the team for four days before the game, there's not really much you can learn, but I guess. Dobbs is just that smart. I mean, they said he studied to be a rocket scientist in college, so there's something to say about that. Then Taylor Heineke, he led the way for the offense for the Falcons. He had 268 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Jonu Smith had that one touchdown. Falcons got to figure out the quarterback situation. I think they'll be looking for a QB in the draft, and I definitely think there'll be players for a trade possibly with the Bears because the Bears have two first-round picks and looking like they're both going to be top five picks. So I could see the Falcons pushing to get one of those picks or to get a quarterback in this draft because this is going to be a very QB-heavy draft. So some good Quarterbacks with Caleb Williams and Drake May, especially. Falcons need that QB because without that, I mean, they're they're just really struggling with Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke. They're both solid QBs for a backup, but not a starting QB. So Vikings over Falcons, 31-28. Next game, Texans over Bucks, 39-37. Very surprising. Was not expecting this. Texans have been looking better and better. They're getting wins because of their awesome QB, who I think is the best QB from this draft, CJ Shroud. He had 470 yards and five TDs. Best performance of the week, possibly the year by quarterback. The only performance better was probably Tua in like week one or week two when he was just going off with the offense. But CJ Shroud, 470 yards, five touchdowns, just phenomenal. Brown, Schultz, Dell, and Collins all had touchdowns on their offense, which is just insane. So he was definitely still sharing the ball. wasn't just one wide receiver. So it showed how good a day C.J. Shroud had, just a career day. And on the Buck side, they actually had a decent game on offense as well because, I mean, it was a pretty high-scoring game, 39-37. Baker Mayfield, 265 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's a great day as well. K Darten had both of those at tight end, both those touchdowns from Baker. And then Rashad White, White had a great game too. He had 73 yards and two touchdowns at running back. So, I mean, Bucks offense was clicking. It's just defense was struggling with C J Shroud passing the ball. Very I mean, I'm not surprised by that cuz C J Shroud is a very great player. I was just kind of surprised to see the Bucks let this one slip by, but just part of it. Next game, Raiders over Giants, 30-6. to Raiders, you know, uh, we'll get into it more, but Josh McDaniels just got fired. And along with the Raiders, GM. So they've got no GM. The new head coach is Antonio Pierce, ex-linebacker from the New York Giants. He seems to be having it rolling because first game as a head coach, win over the Giants, 30-6, to big win. Aiden O'Connell got promoted to QB1 for the rest of the year. Jimmy G's benched. Aiden O'Connell had 209 yards. Didn't have a touchdown, but over 200 yards passing, which is good. Josh Jacobs, 98 yards, two touchdowns. And then Max Crosby had a great day with three sacks. I mean, that's huge. And then on the Giants' side of the ball, Daniel Jones, ACL injury, out for the year. Just got back from an injury and then just tears his ACL Nah, I'm not sure what the Giants are going to do at QB. I think they're going to move away from Daniel Jones. We'll see what happens. But Tommy DeVito, 175 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. He's obviously not it. And then Saquon Barkley, 90 yards rushing. Barkley's going to be gone after this year. I'm calling it right now. But, hey, this Raiders team with Antonio Pierce at QB. Aiden o- or Antonio Pierce is a coach. Aiden O'Connell as a QB. Team morale's up. I mean, they were smoking cigars in the locker room after the game. I mean, the vibe's there. I mean, Raiders vibes. I love it. I just absolutely love it. They are on their. They made the necessary moves to bounce back. So we'll get into that some more. But those are the top four games I want to talk about from over the weekend. Here's the rest of the scores Steelers over Titans 20 16, Chiefs over Dolphins 21 14, Browns over Cardinals 27 0. Packers over Rams, 20-3. Commanders over Patriots, twenty seventeen. 17 Ravens over Seahawks, 37-3. Colts over Panthers, 27-13. A lot of 27s in here for some reason. Don't know why. Eagles over Cowboys, 28-23. Bengals over Bills, 24-18. Then Chargers over Jets, 27-6. So those are the games from week nine. All right, so let's get into the coach's corner. Already talked about Josh McDaniels being fired. So, Raiders are going to be looking for a new coach if they decide to go away from Antonio Pierce. I think Antonio Pierce, I mean, this is a, I mean, it's only one game, but it was a great win and the vibes are there. So, Antonio Pierce, he may be front runner for this Raiders job. We'll see what happens. I see names like Jim Harbaugh popping up and Jim Harbaugh being interested in winning out of Michigan, especially with everything going on right now with the. Recording or stealing signals stuff going on right now, but we'll see what happens there. Josh McDaniels, in a year and a half of him being there, they brought in Devontae Adams to be with Derek Carr. Well, didn't really pan out, too, but they also didn't give it much of a chance. So they released Derek Carr, want to go away from him, but keep Adams. So they go sign Jimmy G, thinking that's a major upgrade. No, Jimmy G's as good as Derek Carr, if not worse. Wasn't a good move. 3-5 and record this year. Fired, and Adams, currently, from what I've been seeing, there's a rumor that Devontae Adams wants out. Not sure if that's going to be a change of tune now with Antonio Pierce as the coach, but we'll see what happens there my opinion, Raiders should have never got rid of Derek Carr. Derek Carr should have stayed. I feel like it would be a whole different vibe, especially with Josh McDaniels being gone. But you can only do so much. So here's a couple other co- – I had four other co- – I have four other coaches that are on the hot seat right now. First one, Chicago Bears QB, Matt Eberflus. I think there's going to be some changes happening. They're not saying anything right now. Ryan Poles apparently came out and said he's behind his back. But I think there's going to something's going to happen at the end of the year, especially if they don't start winning some football games. Matt Reberfluch, since he's come to the Bears, is 5 21 since being hired. Worst record by any Bears coach ever. That's just horrible. I understand they're going through a rebuild and. Just to me, morale just seems low. I mean, they've lost two assistant coaches just this year alone. Not good, but I don't know. I I would love to see a coaching change, but I do want to keep Ryan Poles. I do believe in Ryan Poles. I think he's a great GM. He's been making some great moves, especially with just signing Montez Sweat to that big four-year deal. I mean, it was a lot of money, but he's a great defensive end slash linebacker. Poles is legit. He, he's he got the team where it needs to be financially and player-wise, and he's signing good deals. It's just a matter of getting the coaching in there, in my opinion. I think we need to get into good coaching staff in there. And somebody who wants to coach up Justin Fields correctly. I don't think they're coaching Fields correctly, but Fields may not be it either. So I, it's kind of hard to tell. But... Matty Ibraflus, to me, he's top of the hot seat. He's top of the list. I think he's got the hottest seat right now. Next one, very controversial because this is one, of, to my opinion, one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time, Bill Belichick, New England Patriots. He went 8-9 last year. He's 2-7 currently this year. The – Tough thing about Bill Belichick is he's not only the head coach, but he's also the general manager of the New England Patriots as well. So he really just reports to the owner. And I believe Bill Belichick will bounce back. I just think he needs a more solid QB option. And he needs to find his Tom Brady again, honestly. Needs to find his Tom Brady. Needs to get the morale back. But I think his biggest problem is he's too old school of a coach. He. I don't know. The vibes are just way different in New England to me than anywhere else. Too I mean, too professional sounds bad, but to me, just from what I'm getting, the Patriots try to be way too professional and too old school when it comes to football. And, and football is way different than it used to be back in the day. It just, just is. But Bill Belichick, he's on that list. Next coach Brandon Staley LA Chargers. He's 29 and 29 since hired in 2020. He's 3 and 4 this season. He's he's 500 football. He's not honestly to me, he's not a bad coach. He's not. But being 500 as an NFL coach is not going to keep you your job. You need to win. You need to have some big seasons. You got to be over you got to be over 500 to remain in the league. So, I mean, really He's got a competitive team, but he's not showing any signs of being able to take the Chargers to the Super Bowl. And the Chargers, I think they're gonna move over, they're gonna move forward with another coach who's gonna get them get them there. And the other Chargers problem is they need to get out of LA. They are not an LA team. The LA team is the Rams. LA has embraced the Rams. They could give two craps about the Chargers. So, my opinion, if they want to win a Super Bowl, they need to get a new coach. And then you go back to San Diego. I I firmly believe they will not win a Super Bowl in LA ever. If they go back to San Diego, I could see it happening, but it's not going to happen in LA. Then the last coach on the hot seat that I have Ron Rivera, Washington Commander, Commanders. He's 28 and 32 since hired in 2019. He's 4 and 5 this season. Just one word to describe Ron Rivera as a head coach, is mediocre. I mean, he's not a terrible coach. He's not terrible. He can make the team, just like Brandon Staley, he can make the team competitive, but there's no sign sign of showing that he's going to take them to the Super Bowl. Commanders need to move forward, so I think they need a new coach. Honestly, commanders need a full team rebuild, and they need a rebrand. They need to. I think they should move out of Washington, move to a new city, New logo, new name, new everything. Just clean house, new organization. Just my opinion. Or go back to being the Redskins. Like, come on. It's just a loser franchise, in my opinion. But those are the coaches that are in the hot seat. Now, coaching prospects. I got some big names when it comes to coaching prospects. These are coaches. Starting out, the coaches I'm going to talk about are coaches that have never been head coach before, but I feel like could do very well. Top of this list, Eric Benemy. He was the OC at the Chiefs, was very successful, and now he's being very successful on a crappy Commanders team right now. He's an offensive coordinator slash assistant coach. So for the Commanders, so to me, he's going to be the most experienced coach to come up in this list because I mean he's an assistant coach right now. I mean he's basically got experience running a football team on his own. As the assistant, but I mean, I feel like he's the top candidate out of everybody. I think he's a great coach. I think he knows what he's doing. He's competent. I mean, he could take a team to a Super Bowl in my in my eyes. Next coach I have, Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator for the Chargers. Kellen Moore, I believe in this guy. I watched him play quarterback. He's awesome. I'm a big fan of him. He's got a great just running. The way he knows how to coordinate an offense is just incredible. So Kellen Moore, he's top of that list as well. Frank Smith, he's an offensive coordinator for Miami Dolphins. I mean, you you see how great the Dolphins' offense is right now. So Frank Smith, he's definitely up there for the Miami Dolphins. Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, he's up there. He's not quite as high up on my list as the other four, three guys I just talked about. But Ben Johnson's got the Detroit Lions' offense playing very well with Jared Goff at QB. So, I mean, that says something. I mean, Jared Goff, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not an elite QB in my eyes. But he's playing good football. Next guy, Ken Dorsey, offense coordinator Buffalo Bills. Of course, Bills' offense is very good. Brian Johnson, OC Philadelphia Eagles. He's a newer name on this list. Eagles' offense, just incredible. But obviously, they got the best playmakers in the league. So, can't really put give Brian Johnson too much credit there, but hey, Eagles are tough. Then Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for Lions. Lions defense has really stepped up here lately, and I do think Aaron Glenn's a big reason for that. Then Mike McDonald from defensive coordinator for the Ravens. Ravens defense has been one of the best in the league this season and past couple years. So Mike McDonald, I think he is definitely a head coach candidate for sure. So those are the guys who have never been head coaches that – I see coming up in the league. Next and last, second chance coaches. These are coaches I could see being rehired and getting that opportunity once again. Top of this list Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, he was head coach before a couple different places, uh, Falcons primarily. He's defense coordinator for the Cowboys right now Dan Quinn could definitely see him get a head coaching job again Vance Joseph he's a defense coordinator for Broncos right now he could get an opportunity again Brian Flores defense coordinator for Vikings I think he could still be a solid coach. I don't want the Bears to hire him but I think he definitely could compete as a head coach uh, he's got a lot of credibility I mean he's he did he did pretty good for the Dolphins Matt Nagy, I hate saying that. That name just makes me want to just right out my mouth. But Matt Nagy, he's doing well as the OC for the Chiefs. I don't know why he couldn't call plays for the Bears very well, but Matt Nagy's up there. And then the fifth name, Bill O'Brien. I could see Bill O'Brien making a comeback. He's the OC for the Patriots. Patriots, I mean, they're struggling this year, but their offense does look pretty good. I just think the personnel there is just not very good. So, Bill O'Brien could make a comeback. But those are my coaching prospects who I could see coming up as positions open up. So we'll see who the Raiders hire, and we'll see what other positions open up. But thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Football. As always, it's your host, Reed Gilson. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Tell your friends about us. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Then also follow our social media platforms. We are on Instagram, TikTok, X, and Threads. So go follow us. It's at a breath of fresh football. That's at a breath of fresh football. So thanks for tuning in and look forward to talking to you guys next week. Have a great weekend. See you guys.